everybody, and welcome. You're listening to the MMM Podcast. I'm Steve Madden, MMM's general manager, and I'm coming to you live from the show floor of DTC National in my hometown of Boston, Massachusetts. I've got two great guests here today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. With me are Chris Schneider, health and wellness marketing lead of Roku, and Eric Lloyd, head of industry health and wellness, also at Roku. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Glad you're here. Let me start with a question so that my mom could could understand what what this podcast is yeah. all about. Tell tell us exactly what Roku is. Yeah, for sure. Roku is America's number one TV streaming platform. And what that means is, if you think about the entire streaming ecosystem, Roku has devices that you plug into your TV, but also operating systems that are built into TV manufacturers. And really, it's the gateway into all streaming for anyone who has cut the cord. So you've got your Netflix, your Disney+, Plus, your Roku channel, your Hulu, uh, all available to you based on the subscriptions you have, customized for you as a streaming platform. So our goal really is to service our customers to provide the best streaming experience that's customized to them, which then in turn translates to premium opportunities for media companies, media partners, advertisers to deliver media across the ecosystem of apps. And we feel it's a strong position for us as we move forward into this conference. So here you are at a DTC conference, right? And mm-hmm. I think an obvious question could be like, wait, you guys do health? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a great question. I, you know, I think we're, we're all here for the same reason. And that reason is to shorten the time from lab innovation to a product being in consumers' hands so that they can live a better, more fuller life. And, you know, Roku really is that platform that can help connect consumers and brands, especially through the streaming ecosystem. So within your organization, where where does health sit in the in sort of the, in the firmament? Yeah, so we are within our own vertical. Uh, so if we have a vertical CBG, uh, telco, auto, health and wellness sits within that vertical as well. And so within, under the health and wellness team, we have obviously pharma advertisers, OTC advertisers, uh, hospital systems, mm-hmm. uh, as well as many other partners that might fall under the umbrella. So streaming TV is different from linear TV. Yes. How so? Can you, can you explain it? Yeah. What's, what, what, what's the difference and why is it better? Yeah. So if you think about traditional linear television, it is really like you have a coax cable going into your, from a set-top box, uh, from your router, I guess, into a set-top box into your TV. And so you have a handful of cable companies, all of the channels in the world, um, and that would be your traditional linear television that used to be appointment viewing, but then I think DVR kind of took over, and so you've got both appointment-based viewing and then time-delayed viewing. And so that would sit within linear. Uh, in terms of streaming TV and how it's different, it's everything runs through internet to put it in a very, very basic way, um, where you have an external device that can be a Roku, can be an Apple TV, could be an Amazon Fire TV. Uh, we prefer Roku, obviously, <laughs> uh, in terms of the, the experience. But then it's a, a sequence of apps, and it's a series of apps that's available to you. And so instead of doing uh, something similar to linear and, and watching appointment viewing, you have all of these apps where you're really browsing and finding what you want to watch at that certain time. And so the viewing is really in the control of the viewer's hands for what they want to watch. It's personalized and customized for their own experience versus whatever's on TV at the time. And what's the trend line here between the two? Yeah, so this will be the year where amongst adults 18 to 49, we'll see streaming TV uh, really tie linear. 
And then towards the end of 2023, early 2024, we expect streaming will surpass linear in terms of the total number of people. And this is something that accelerated during the pandemic with streaming TV really picking up speed as people cut the cord, they were at home longer. And unlike some other trends that you might see from, from consumer behavior out of the pandemic, such as potentially like at-home fitness versus fitness in a gym, at-home grocery shopping and delivery versus going to a store. A lot of those trends are starting to revert back to people going back to the gym, going back to the store. But people are having such great experiences with streaming TV that the growth is going to continue. So this isn't just something that was a flash in the pan. It's something that's going to continue to grow. And the pandemic really just accelerated the behavior. And we're going to continue to see that growth go forward. And if we think about why, I always tell a story about when you have the cable company come out to your house. For me personally, <laughs> you know, that experience was always interesting. You have the cable company come to your house. They give you a four-hour window. They come out and they bring a drill bit that's as long as your arm. Drill through the exterior wall and, you know, run a cable and staple everything up there. And that can consumer experience tacked on with the proliferation of streaming content really helped to create this great migration from linear to streaming television. There's a whole Seinfeld episode about, <laughs> about, about, about you know, being Kramer being told, like, you know, the, the cable guy will be there between 12 and 4. Yes. What do you mean between 12? I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's a classic. There's always a it, Seinfeld reference point. It's yeah. a, and I can watch it on Roku. Yeah. yeah. Where do you guys see yourself? You're, clearly, you're not the only streaming service. Where, where do you see yourself fitting into the, the, the whole universe? Yeah, so... When you think about an ecosystem, it's a complex connection of apps and services, and Roku really sits at the center of this ecosystem. We are in over 60 million homes as of Q1 this year. And so when you think about that scale, that's something that healthcare marketers and brands really need to pay attention to because this scale warrants where consumers are spending time. So there's, you know, one thing that marketers always, always know and have to deal with is that there's always a reason to say no, right? You, you're going to someone, you're trying to, to sell them something. They're, they always have a reason to say no. What are some of the, the most common misconceptions sure. or, or the most frequent pushback that you guys get? Fragmentation or, you know, like what? Yeah, that, that's, we love that question because it's an opportunity to educate. And I think where we're seeing it's more so I think some confusion in the marketplace because there's a lot of players there's a lot of fragmentation you have Roku who are device operators and you have different apps and different publishers and so it can get confusing and there's some things that we hope to, to bring clarity to one of the biggest areas of, of need within this industry is around fragmentation and deduplication. Yeah, de I was going to say deduping yeah. must be a big issue. So it, you're, you're, it, we have a lot of brands that will buy upfronts with multi-different publishers and there's no, up until really now, there, it's been very difficult to try to manage cross-reach and frequency across those different apps and services, as well as what you're doing on Linear, not, not only to mention that, because there will be overlap between those things. And uh, we just uh, launched, well, we launched it last year, but OneView is our buying platform, and we're in the upfronts this year talking about, because of the data that Chris just shared, the 60 million households, and we know there's multiple devices in different households, we can help marketers using our OneView platform actually dedupe cross-frequency from all of their CTV buys. And that's new. All of them. All of them. So as they are running within uh, the OneView ecosystem, they can still have all the partners that they're currently running with, and we can show them, here's where you're reaching the same audience more times than, than desired. And then they can see each of those things and optimize out of it. 
which will hopefully help with cross-reach and frequency. And that's something that we've been spending uh, the last few months really working on and honing on in terms of how we're going to have one view launched in the upfronts. And so that that's one area that I think solves a big problem and a big challenge that has, has been in the marketplace since its inception. That's interesting. Um, what are... You know, it, you've got to integrate, right? You got to go to your partners and say, "There's a way for us to, to integrate you into this." What have you developed that, that's specific toward? You know, here we are at a healthcare conference. Yeah, specific for healthcare marketers. Yeah. So uh, I started Roku last July, and I've, I've been tasked with really figuring out who should we partner with. What offerings should we have in the marketplace? And first and foremost, before even having those discussions, it's all right, well, we know that we are so focused on our user privacy. Like if we we are in the customer service business first and foremost for the people that are streaming content on Roku devices, utmost importance is protecting their data. And, and it's especially important in health. In health, especially important in health. And so the partners that we seek out are also taking those similar precautions. So HIPAA compliant, um, NAI guidelines that they follow in terms of how they might build audiences. And we decide based off of that, there's a handful of partners that we'll work with that we know our partners want to work with. So we're, we have relationships with CrossX, we have a relationship with Acudia and Swoop as well to help with our measurement, to help with targeting that are all keeping pri- everything privacy safe uh, that we feel really comfortable and really strongly about. And how's it been received? Very positively. Uh, I think it, it, it's changed the way that our healthcare partners view Roku as really stepping up into this space to be a partner and to listen to the feedback in the marketplace. And when we can make it work for both sides where we know we're still protecting our customers as well as providing a great service to our partners, then it's a win for us. Yeah. Um, I know that you guys have done, Roku has done a, a study, not you guys, but like Roku has done a, a study with Lucid looking into... Uh, what your customers, what streamers' expectations are about pharma brands. What did you find out? Yeah, so at Roku, we're, we're always putting the consumer first, putting our streamers first, and really trying to understand what our streamers want. So we conducted this study with, with Lucid to understand streamer perceptions of health and wellness and what they expect from pharma and healthcare brands. And we really found four things in addition to a mentality that says we want relevance, we want things that are relevant to us. So the first is about healthy living. So they really want brand experiences and advertising about healthy living, and that can really mean going beyond the traditional ad spot. Mm -hmm. They also want brands to curate health and wellness content and they're really looking at personalization. So it goes back to that mentality, right? They, they want personalization. They want things that are relevant to their previous purchases, their previous prescriptions, their previous hobbies and interests. And ultimately, which was a surprise to me, they want pharma ad content that they can interact with through their TV. And so, again, this all comes down to giving giving relevance, being relevant. And the insights that we really gained from there as we thought about our positioning and some of the offerings that we wanted to bring to the table is that the more information we can get into the hands of consumers and patients, the better off they will be as their own advocates and having informed conversations with their doctors and their caretakers. And I spent time at WebMD and we knew that anytime that a patient was their own advocate in a doctor's office setting, they actually ended up with better outcomes and they, they live longer. And in the state of, of healthcare in America, especially coming out of the pandemic with such a renewed focus on it, we feel that that's a place that we can play in order to, to be able to help people live their healthiest lives, combining entertainment and lifestyle with 
the clinical side of, of pharma from our partners. So you mentioned that they're they're looking like to to build on experience, um, Chris. How, how can pharma brands build? those kinds of experiences for consumers that, you, that Roku's able to deliver? Yeah, so I think to, to talk about how we are positioned now to what, and what we, we can offer to pharma marketers, take one step back of, of how we ended up getting here into the content space. And three or four years ago, uh, we launched the Roku channel. And the Roku channel is exists within the Roku operating system. So when you ask what Roku does, I guess we're an operating system where you can access many of your favorite apps. We also have our own channel that is built on the insight that as people were searching for content on our devices, they were searching for free content. And there was a gap there, so we filled it. We started licensing out some some favorite movies and different types of content and shows that people could then watch for free in addition to their subscription-based services. Over the past year, we've made a lot of investments in starting to build out our own content that's still ad-supported, but very premium in nature with some big star power. Uh, that informs the Roku channel as we continue to grow. As we started building out our own content, we launched the Roku Brand Studio in April of 2021. So guys, tell me a little bit about the Roku Brand Studio. Yeah, the the Roku Brand Studio is a part of our organization that we really made a lot of investments in last year, where we've got top-flight Hollywood-quality producers, writers, editorial teams that work with our partners to bring experiences together for brands that go above and beyond the traditional 30-second streaming spot. Uh, an example of this that we, we launched uh, last year is, the, is a show called The Show Next Door with Randall Park, and it was worked on in part with Maker's Mark, uh, where Randall brings in great celebrities and uh, for, for a talk show format, and they end up talking about whatever's happening in their lives currently that's interesting. Uh, but then also at the very end, they'll make a cocktail featuring Maker's Mark and, and be able to drink it together. And that's a, a good example of a brand integration that our brand studio will do to go again above and beyond the 30-second spot. How this, how we envision this coming to life in pharma, the best example I can give is if you think about diabetes patients. If you are taking your diabetes drug, uh, the rest of your prescribing information is really around healthy eating, diet, and fitness. And so we could bring a cooking show together because we know streamers love cooking shows, maybe featuring a diabetic chef that could make really hearty staple meals that are traditionally not able to be eaten by diabetics and make them more heart healthy or less sugar, more healthier for diabetics so that they can actually feel comfortable about uh, eating some of the foods that they love despite their condition. And we know that this is an area of demand from our streamers because they want more healthy lifestyle content from pharma brands not just media and advertising. So this really ties well with the original vision of the Roku brand CEO and the pharma category, and we're really excited to see it come to life. Sounds good. I wish you guys the best of luck. It sounds uh, it sounds like a really exciting opportunity, both both professionally, but also for, for marketers. It sounds like you're, you're putting good things in front of them. So yeah. Thanks um, for having us. Yeah, yeah, so I'm glad you guys were able to join us. You've been listening, as you know, you're aware, because you clicked on this. You've been listening to the MMM podcast. I'm Steve Madden, MMM's general manager. And uh, my guests have been Chris Schneider, health and wellness marketing leader at Roku. And another Rokun. Rokun? Another Rokun? <laughs> I don't know if you want that one. Another guy. <laughs> another guy that another, works another, at Roku. Another guy from Roku. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric Lloyd, head of industry health and wellness at Roku. Guys, thanks very much for joining. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Steve. So long, everybody. We'll see you next time on the MMM podcast. Thank you.